Welcome to Packaging News Weekly. This is a weekly live show hosted on LinkedIn by Adam Peake, Corey Connors, and Avelio Matos. We cover all the latest breaking news from the packaging industry. This show is being brought to you by Specrite. Go to specrite.com backslash PKG to learn about ways that you can meet your sustainability goals and help reduce your company's waste. Once again, that is Specrite, S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T dot com backslash PKG. And now, here's the news. This is Packaging News Weekly with Adam P. Corey Connors, and Avelio Matos. Hey, everybody. Whoa, we're professionals now. I know, check that out. That was pretty fun to put together. I that was awesome. That so much. Thank you, Avelio. Well done. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty goofy, man. <laughs> I loved it. That was perfect. So... so all right, so it's Monday, May 2nd. Uh, today we've got Corey Connors at Corrugated, Adam Peak at Packaging Pastor. Hey. And me, Avelio Matos, host of Package Designed Unboxed. Fellas, um, may the 2nd be with you. Yep. Oh, no, yeah. that's that's a different. That's close. Yeah. Wednesday. Wednesday. That's Wednesday. Yeah. Live long and find the Shire. <laughs> awesome, man. So, all right. So, I know Corey, you uh this weekend you were in Disneyland. Yeah. Disneyland yeah. is an amazing place for uh many, many reasons, but I was impressed with their sustainable packaging initiatives. They have hundred percent recycled uh Coca-Cola products. Uh, they have uh all kinds of different waste uh receptacles, not just trash or recycle. Uh, they had, um, you know, food waste bins. Uh, they had a bin where you could pour out extra liquids, uh, like if you did, didn't finish your drink. Those kinds of efforts, I think, uh, will really pay off in the future. Yeah, good stuff, man. Uh, how about you, Adam? Yeah, so I had a, a, I don't know, I'm trying to think. This is, I'm entering into a heavy travel season. Mm -hmm. or just personally and professionally. So, uh, you know, I know the, uh, the three of us will be at the, uh, waste expo in Las Vegas on May 11th, uh, speaking at an AICC, which is the association of independent corrugated converters. Uh, I'm speaking at that event in Chicago, uh, Avelio and I spoke at one in Kansas City, Missouri, not Kentucky, uh, <laughs> a few months ago. And then I've just got some travel for work planned and then my family and I are taking. So it's just it's a lot of of just being back on the road, which is both good and bad. But um, yeah, I loved uh, Corey's posts on Disneyland. Um, I've got a uh, I've got a small rant uh, that I would like to I got a soapbox issue that I would love to get on at some point today. I could do it right now. <laughs> Or we can wait. Soapbox it. Let's go right now. Okay. So here's my soapbox. Cause so as I've like started in, in Corey, maybe you felt this as you've been growing on TikTok, but between TikTok and LinkedIn, I've just become sick of the uh, demonization of plastic plastics and packaging. Like I'm over it. And here's what I mean. There is a group of people that simultaneously hold competing positions. And they think it, they're congruent in, the, in their position holding, but they're not. One is 
we need to do something about reducing waste, about carbon impact. Like we, we need to, we need to lower our carbon emissions. Right. And, and, and we also, there's also a justice component to that, which is like, and in order to do that, we also just can't have people dying and starving and all that kind of stuff. Then on the other hand, they're like, and plastic waste is a, is a huge problem and we're getting microplastics and we can't have plastics any longer down with plastics. And I'm like, you just today, right now, in the world, you cannot hold like plastics in packaging is absolutely necessary today. Now, it may not be in the future. Should we should we try to fight for a way that we can have better materials across the board? Of course we should. But like I got I had these people coming after me on TikToks. So I posted a video about uh, pickles and a flexible packaging versus glass. And they were like, glass is way better. And I'm like, but why? It's heavy. It's energy intensive to produce. It's energy intensive to recycle. It's only, it's not recyclable everywhere. Less than less than a third of glass gets recycled, and it just it drove me crazy that they were like, "No, this is definitively bad," and glass is like objectively better than plastic. And I was like, "I," but it's not. And and I hope I hope that there is a world in which we find a better solution to all sorts of different packaging, but let's not forget, I work in, I work, like, I don't have a dog in the fight here, people. I work for a company that produces paper-based packaging. Like, I'm not saying this because, you know, like our friend, Jonathan Quinn, like Jonathan works in the plastics industry. I'm, I'm not saying it be, like from that position. I'm just saying it like our job is to get products from point A to their end destination. And if we're gonna, if we're gonna demonize a product that works the best, then you effectively handcuff us from doing our job. You're going to increase food costs. You're going to increase food waste. You're going to increase carbon emissions. You're going to do all sorts of devastating stuff to people and the planet. And, and we, ne we need to end it. So stop complaining about plastics and start <laughs> working towards solutions. Mic drop. All right, <laughs> drop it. It's just stuck there. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, so I got you, man. I hear you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, thanks you and, and, and Jonathan for, for chiming in. Um, but I do agree that there's still a little like just, you know, plastic feels like it's the go-to material and you're right. In some cases it does make sense. Not in every case. Right. I mean, people no. are, people are, you know, wrapping a ton of different products in film lamination. They're going to, yep. uh, you know, thermoform trays when they don't necessarily need to, like people are jumping direct to plastic first because it's cheap and easy in cases where it doesn't have anything to do with food where we you know where it has nothing to do with security where it uh just for the the cost factor and i think those are definitely the ones that uh that's the low-hanging fruit that we can definitely replace yeah now yeah of course i totally agree with you but you did mention i mean inflationary pressures right now are very very real in the u.s like impacting low income families. And so to say like, yeah, they're just picking plastic because it's the cheapest option. It's mm -hmm. like, well, what's the other option? Like pick, pick a more expensive material. Right. People that, don't eat. And, yeah. and then, and you're, you're the only people that you're hurting, like my family. And I don't know about your family's like my family can take the inflation on food. Like we have been able to be just fine it's it's meant we can't do other things but that's not the case for a lot of families and so like uh jonathan just points out here the you know banning plastic packaging is is, is the people that it's going to hurt are the people it, 
that we should be trying to help the most, uh, which is which is the the poor in our communities. And all we're doing is just adding into the the pressures at the pump. Now we're going to increase the cost of food. We're going to increase the cost of of beverages. We're going to increase the cost of healthcare. Can you imagine if we had to get rid of single-use plastics in healthcare right now? It would be a disaster. So I just, I totally agree. Like, I'm not saying, hey, just go to like plastics forever. Like everybody just put everything in plastics. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, let's pump the brakes on the criticism of it. And let's be more positive into the alternatives. Like let's focus on what other alternatives may be. And by the way, you also can't simultaneously say, Plastics are bad and we need more PCR content in plastic. Like, where do you think that PCR content comes from? Right. Uh, plastics. <laughs> so anyway, there's my, there's my rant. Rant over. Thanks, everyone, for sticking with me there for a second. All right, man. Well, Coming in hot on a Monday morning. <laughs> yeah. So just, you know, thanks so much for, for Jonathan, uh, Hugh, and Victor for chiming in. Uh, if you're joining us for the first time, you know, definitely give us a, do us a favor and just let us know where you're coming from. Last week we had, I think New Jersey, uh, you know, from New Jersey to South India. Africa. Yeah. Yep. All yeah. over. So it's always great to see how big this community is growing. Um, you know, this weekend I actually went to, you know, having, having gotten right back from, uh, uh from Surabaya the week before it's Indonesia. Avelio's what it was <laughs> <laughs> no, I was in Surabaya, which is in Indonesia. Right. But, Nobody yeah. who knows. I mean, I don't. I don't know where Surabaya is. I know where oh, Indonesia is. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, anyway, again, people there didn't go to the beach because the beach was so filthy. They're just like, yeah, we never go there. Um, and then this weekend, like three days after I got back, I just drove to California and went to Laguna. And the crazy part was like, just you know. Wearing, you know, wearing sunglasses, like the, the polarized lenses, and you're sitting there looking out at the ocean and like you start seeing like this purple film on the water. You know, you, you take off the lenses, you walk up to the sand and like you, you, you know, you put them back on it. Like you see the, the, as the water comes up and washes down, like there's like this purple film on the sand and it's like you, you dig in the sand and when you take your hands out, it feels like you change the oil on a, you know, on a 72 Ford Pinto, like it was so, <laughs> it was so greasy and it was so gross. There's like little bits of, you know, there's definitely tons of plastic washing up um, on some of these beautiful beaches here as well. And it just kind of yeah. makes, makes me think like we're headed in that same direction, you know, unless we do something now. Now, I don't know if, if the greasy residue in the sand and on the water was from, you know, recent, recent oil leaks that we had uh, or, if it's just like sunscreen, you know, which sunscreen is also something else that's damaging uh, our, our ocean and, and, and reefs. And to my knowledge, we don't have fully electric cargo ships, right? So there's going right, to be, right. they're, they're, they're running, I think on like diesel fuel, uh, man, we got some people, by the way, coming in, we got Brooklyn in the house. We got Brooklyn Columbus, Ohio, Wisconsin, Hugh, all the way from Northern Vermont, Philly, Detroit, <laughs> man. This is awesome. We love you guys. Thanks for yeah. This is this is great, man. Thank you guys. Yeah, and we'd love to know what uh, what companies you guys you guys are working with, what teams you're working with, uh, yeah. as well. I'll give you guys a shout out there. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you know, last um, actually beginning of this year, we had you know when we still had not that when we still had because we still have it when we had all the ships laid out um, out in the ocean. Yeah, you know, in terms of just backed up and, and coming into like 
the port of long beach or port of LA, we had, uh, we had one that was just dragging an anchor and picked up a, you know, an oil line and just, and broke it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, you know, we're not, we weren't, we're not set up for that, um, for those types of weights. And, and, you know, as you kind of go down the list of, of what happens when you have these things, it's just one more thing that we add to it. I mean, honestly, there, there's a really easy and annoying answer to a lot of ocean bound plastic, which is, uh, you, you don't allow humans to live within a hundred miles of, <laughs> of the ocean of water <laughs> of water. And then, you know, we would, we wouldn't have streets. We wouldn't have, you know, runoffs from tire, like tire residue. You know how you have to like replace your tires. A lot of that rubber gets into our water streams and things like that. It's just like, it's a product of modern transportation. So you could, you could say that, right? Like, Hey, from now on, you cannot live in the States of California, Oregon, Washington. Like, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Corey. Those are, those are protected federal lands. I'm not moving. <laughs> <laughs> and then my right. the value of my house in salt lake city would just skyrocket but uh <laughs> anyway obviously we're not going to do that but um yeah just crazy th- i mean just crazy i mean just seeing the the people that were that were staying there like after sunset people just left the beach and the amount of trash that was left on this beach mm-hmm. and just like you know not just trash trash but like they had gone out of their way to go buy like you know buckets and shovels for their kids and you know, these are like new things that they got because they're like brand new with tags on and they left and they just leave all that crap there. It's like, yeah. Like, what are we doing? You know, mindset change yeah. is needed. Yeah. For many people, but there's sure. lots of positive things going on. Uh, I'm excited to to talk about uh, the podcast I got going on this weekend or that just launched this weekend from restock. They're talking about hemp paper. And how they can make packaging out of it. And those kinds of things are really positive. There's a company called Mermaid Straw that's making reusable straws. And every uh, they're, they're trying to do a cleanup in every state uh, of the, the beach or, or a parking lot or something like that. And they're, they're collecting tons of plastic and, and other waste material uh, that would have gone into the ocean probably. So it's yeah. lots of positive things too. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So um, Hey, we've got like the biggest story at the moment, which I think, you know, Jonathan alluded to was not just California banning plastic packaging, but also the fact that they're investigating big oil for allegedly misleading mm-hmm. the public on recycling. You know, yeah. what are your, what are your thoughts on, on this? I haven't looked into it. Uh, I haven't looked into like the lawsuit or anything. I feel like we need, uh, who is it? Ryan, Ryan Fox is our like, investigatory journalist yes um but yeah i haven't i haven't looked into it i mean obviously we want to hold we want to hold companies accountable uh Mm -hmm. to and to to false claims if in fact they're being made and so i i would say i'm on i'm on the side of of uh justice when it comes to Mm -hmm. these things um, you know, NPR is, I guess we'll give them a little bit of credibility uh, <laughs> in terms of an insight. Uh, yeah, I mean, it would be, it'd be great to kind of dig in. I did see the headline. It was sent to me. Um, and listen, I'm, I'm all in favor of the investigation. I'm all in favor of the, you know, kind of adjudicating it and yes. seeing, seeing what happens. Uh, I've got, uh, actually speaking of podcasts, uh, Liz Malone, she's the worldwide director for packaging innovation at Colgate Palmolive. And she is on my podcast uh, this week. And, you know, so 
good news is like she they take this stuff very very seriously and i think there are big corporations that are likewise taking uh very serious and big steps towards uh reduction Mm -hmm. um in their in their packaging so uh yeah and this is a great point here by um by andrew that trex is an awesome example uh, that i mean my family goes through a lot of cereal do you re- I don't know if you know this, but oftentimes the bag, the, the packaging is fully recyclable. That bag can get turned into Trex decking yep. and then obviously the box can be recycled. So it is an education thing. Great point, Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah. The other thing I, that I came across this weekend was um, that. Oh, did we lose Avelio? Uh-oh. Well, Avelio has... Uh fallen victim to the uh internet not working it would appear uh so oh yeah andrew meant a billion pounds andrew uh thanks for thanks for participating avelio come back come back soon uh we hope that your internet connection is resurrected and hey stefano all the way from italy welcome sir yeah appreciate it uh well i think Corey, we're about to the point of wrapping up i'll just uh give a quick plug here for uh, the packaging school. So I last week was able to finally release a course that I've been putting together with the packaging school. Uh, And it is, it's all about sales. So sales within the packaging industry has been largely overlooked in terms of training, equipping tools and things of that nature. And so I put together a class around how to use LinkedIn, how do you use video, what is the importance of CRM, how do we modernize the sales process, and it's just an introduction course to all of that. It's, uh, it's $300, it's about 23 videos, and then you, at the end you get a certificate of completion, you get, and then um, you become part of a community. So we all meet together for, uh, for 30 minutes over Zoom for whoever completes it, and we just talk about how is your journey, what are you doing, what, it, what worked, what didn't work, so... Uh, it's a really exciting uh, class. We've got corporate discounts available, so make sure that you hit me up or individuals can take it. And you can get all that information at uh, incasemedia.net, so which is E-N-C-A-S-E media.net, or you can also go to packagingpastor.com, and there's a link to get to both of those. So would would appreciate, uh, after the first week, we really hit the ground running. We have had zero people <laughs> So, hey, listen, we got to be transparent here. Uh, I I put a lot of time and effort into creating a class that would allow you to understand my journey and see uh, see where we're at. So would appreciate the support and uh, you can level up your sales game in the packaging industry. For sure. First person to sign up, you know, we'll we'll send out a sustainable packaging shirt, too. Yeah, I'll send out a lot of stuff. (laughs) Packagingschool.com, Julie Rice, amazing people, yep. incredible, incredible content. Well done, Adam. And congratulations. This is exciting. It's very, yeah. yeah, it's super exciting. Yeah, good stuff, man. Uh, this week, I'll be wrapping up my uh, my series with Michael Napoli from TerraCycle on the Package Design Unbox podcast, uh, after which I'm going to go ahead and I'm recording an episode of myself judging the Penn Awards uh, oh, packaging nice. competition. So I got my packet from them. There's several thousand packs to look through and judge some of it on sustainability. So that'll be kind of interesting. Uh, and they do a great thing where you also kind of give feedback on the packaging that you're looking at. So it's not just like, yes, this is great. This is not great. It's like, this is 
you know, you've got a 10 point scoring system and they get an idea of what they can do in the future to change, uh, to score higher in different areas, which is pretty cool. Plus I also just finished, um, my class had their final, the ASU packaging class had their final on Thursday. They did amazing. I mean, some of these, some of these students were just, this was their first time doing packaging. And I think at the beginning of the class, that was, um, they're just like, this is probably not going to be for me. And now at the end of the class, I've got a, a handful of them. They're like, packaging is like what all I want to do. Packaging is awesome. It, yes. it, you know, once it gets its hooks into you, there's, there's no other way. I mean, it, yep. so packaging is, is amazing. We do some pretty cool stuff, guys. Yep. Out of the hundred people I've interviewed on my podcast, only one of them said they wanted to go into packaging uh, yep. when they were young. Yep. And that, that was Jonathan Quinn because it's, his parents were in the packaging industry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone didn't have a choice. fell into it and it's, uh, it, but then they stay. It's a great industry. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Sure. Hey, Avelia, do you, for those who couldn't have joined at the very beginning, mm-hmm. uh, do you want to play the new, uh, the new intro video that we have as our, oh, yeah. our intro video? Because I think it's worthy of being played twice here on this first episode. I agree. Uh, it was, it was that, it was that good. So, uh, <laughs> Sounds- make, sure you, make sure you turn in uh, right when we start at 7.30 every uh, 7.30 a.m. Pacific time every Monday so that you don't miss this amazing video. Yeah. That Avelio Matos. Sounds good. We'll do definitely check us out May 11th in Vegas and uh, we'll, you know, we'll post a link to where you can get more information to, to catch three of us. Thank you all. Appreciate it. Likewise. Awesome. All right, guys. Here we go. This is Packaging News Weekly with Adam Keith, Corey Connors, and Velio Matos. Well, that's it for the news. You can join myself, Corey Connors, and Avelio Matos every Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on LinkedIn. Make sure you put it into your calendars where we cover uh, news that's being brought to you by Ubuntu. You can get your own newsletter by signing up at sustainablepackaging.io and using code PACKAGING25. You can also get more from Avelio by connecting with him on LinkedIn or listening to the Package Design Unboxed podcast, along with Corey Connors on TikTok at CoreyGated on LinkedIn and also his Sustainable Packaging podcast. If you want to know how you can join us as a sponsor, you can send us all an email at info at incasemedia.com. That is E-N-C-A-S-E-M-E-D-I-A dot com. We'll talk to you next week.